Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Ding dong. Lights, camera, action. Here we go. It is Food, Food Bites, Bites with Sarah Patterson, the podcast, because it is now a radio show, soon to be a magazine, mm. soon to be a mini series <laughs> on Netflix. Also featuring the multi talented Kevin Philip Eugene Hillier. No, there's no Eugene in it. Uh, uh, God love you, Phil, but uh, no, there's no <laughs> Eugene in it. There uh, is, if I say so. <laughs> yes. Welcome to uh, another ah. edition, a terrific edition. We've got a great yeah. uh, food poll to talk about, a very interesting one, and also yes. a terrific guest. But mm. I wanted to bring up uh, and alert the podcast uh, emporium that we now have uh, to the news that the magic bullet has come out of the cupboard oh. and is now back on deck on, Breaking the, news. on the kitchen bench now <laughs> and being used at a furious rate. So We're into the smoothies at a million miles an hour. Green things and yellow things. Spinach and, and yoghurt and avocado. And speaking of smoothies, our guest this week is going to talk about a really cracking signature smoothie that he's got. And it's really good because it shrinks your guts. Yeah, and it doesn't allegedly. It doesn't have a whole stack of green stuff. No, it's more of a pink hue. Yours yours (laughs) looks like a giant snot thing going on. Well, it tastes like it too. (laughs) The snot bullet is out. See, now I don't understand that. And Russell will talk about this too when we get to him. Russell Morris is our guest. why do you drink it if it doesn't taste good? Why don't you Because why, it's good for me. Well, but why don't you concoct something that tastes good and then drink it? Then you'll well, want I'm to trying, drink it. Well, I'm trying, but it has to be green to be good for me. And, and they, nothing that's green can taste good, I've decided. And they uh, they call it a bullet because it's, it's literally <laughs> yes, is. Yes, I get it. To your head, I'm telling you. It's, it's weird. But Russell Morris's uh, signature smoothie will have you wanting to rush to your Nutribullet yes. to whip it up. Yes, it, it will. <laughs> it will. And so will Russell have you wanting to uh, jump on uh, all the music Music platforms yes. and uh, and check out some of the stuff he's doing these days. I mean, we know him as a pop star from the sixties and seventies mm. and that with the real thing and you know landmark songs like that. But some of the stuff that he's doing now, uh, the blue stuff he's doing, I love. Yes. It's really Shark Mouth. It's really really good stuff. Did a really interesting album with Rick Springfield. So um, and we don't go on about that during the interview. We do talk about food. So mm. uh, and a bit of music and a bit of stuff. And we he, talk about those uh, old sixties days and uh, the days of being a rock star and having. Having your, your clothes ripped off. Well, having your microphone <laughs> ripped out of the socket. <laughs> yeah, some interesting stuff coming up. I know you're going to enjoy it. Yes. So sit back, relax and enjoy Russell Morris, our guest this week on Food Bites. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. How are you, mate? Are you well? Yeah, I'm pretty well. Yeah, not bad. Uh, working like flat out, it's unbelievable. This week we work... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is pretty full on. Wow. <laughs> Where in the world do we find you these days, Russell? I live on the Gold Coast. Yeah, worst things that happened to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it up here. I, um, I, winters in Melbourne just got too, too intense for me. Mm. And uh, I just thought, no, because every time I came up here, I always felt sort of I liked the warmth. And today is like is really it's 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 overcast but boy I went for a walk before and the humidity is immense so I quite like that feeling and do you like the uh, the lifestyle in in general up north oh yeah how, how can you go past the short sleeve short uh, <laughs> short safari suit with white shoes <laughs> and gold chains <laughs> what how can you go past that well it's good to see the wardrobe from the 70s hasn't changed that's right. That's good stuff. Are they um, are they as particular about their coffee up on the Gold Coast as they are in Melbourne? 
No, no. There are a few because I, I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware. I think uh, the figure is 60,000 people have moved north oh. since COVID yeah. from Victoria and New South Wales. <clears throat> and a lot of restaurants and coffee places have now opened up. So it's, it's starting starting to become pretty um, uh, competitive. Oh. So are you a strong, skinny, latte, soy milk, uh, you know, hold the cheese? Decaf. What are you, what, what are you yeah. Russ? Well, I usually do my Nespresso at home, but uh, usually I'll have a uh, flat white. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, how are you in the kitchen in general, Russell? Oh, pretty good. Oh. Yeah, I, um, I enjoy cooking. What kind of stuff do you knock together? Oh, tonight what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down to the jetty um, and grab some whiting fillets oh. and I'll uh, do them in a uh, – with chilli, garlic, um, dill, some slices of zucchini, oh. uh, tomato and a little bit of uh, tomato paste but not uh, the, the – um, what do you call it? Um, oh, I'll get it in a minute. I'm having one of those moments. It's not like the, pesto, no. No, it's not. That's too, that's too strong. I tend to use the the other one, which is uh, the passata. It's an Italian no. sort of. It's an Italian taste. It's not in. It's not in here. I've got to buy some more. Um, but yeah, I not too much tomato because I don't like too much. Uh, I like fresh tomatoes in there, but I don't like too much of that fake tomato sort of. Uh, you know the the thick tomato paste. I'm not a fan of that. And what do you do? You put that, uh, you wrap it up and bake it, or how do you do that? No, what I do is I, I fry them all up, and then I cook a big pot of spaghetti, and then I I've already chopped the um, whiting fillets up into small squares, probably about two inches by two inches, and then I mix the spaghetti in and serve it up like that. And if someone wants parmesan on it, they can do it. I I just do it without the parmesan. Put some. Um, Parsley on the top, but into uh, um, uh, 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 continental parsley. Oh, Kevin's looking very impressed. I was with going this. to say we can get a late flight. Um, <laughs> you know, just it's a good, it's a good dish. People love it, and um, I've got a few other dishes that I like to cook. Oh, go on. What um, have you got? <laughs> uh, my unbelievable chicken is: uh, you take a chicken, uh, put two halves of lemon inside it, some crushed garlic cloves a handful of uh, basil, then you just slip your fingers under the skin mm-hmm. on the breast so you don't break it away and move them up so you get a, uh, you separate the skin from the breast and then you stuff in there a big dob of butter, some more garlic and some uh, crushed, uh, some more basil. Then you tie it all up, coat it with olive oil, salt it and bit of pepper and then put it in the oven for about an hour and a quarter and it's just absolutely delicious. Every time I cook that, people go crazy. They love it. Oh, with wow. the, uh, the lemon on the inside and the, and the chicken yeah, would just take on the beautiful, um, yeah, the flavours of that. I always have trouble. with That's the one thing I can't nail is, uh, is roast chicken. I always end up with a, with a pink bit in the middle. Yeah, well, try it that way. Try it the way I do it. Um, and yeah, some people yeah that that pink bit can be a worry because you cut it and you can mm. see the look on people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to make sure you time it down. If you've got a small chicken, I usually do it for about an hour and a quarter on high heat in yeah. in the in the Weber. 
Okay, we need nice. to get a Weber, Kevin. Nice. Have you always <laughs> been, uh, you know, have you always enjoyed being in the kitchen? Um, no, I didn't a lot. Uh, I, once I moved out, when I was living by myself, I had to learn to cook and I started to really enjoy it. And what I do really enjoy is going to someone's place and they say, oh, who's going to cook? And I say, oh, I'll cook. And they say, well, what do you want to cook? I say, I don't know, what have you got? And I like to look through their cupboards. <laughs> And drag out, uh, drag Surprise out things chef. and almost, yeah, yeah, and, and in, invent a, an invented dish right on the spot and try and find something that will will go. You know, <clears throat> of course, you can't put square pegs with round holes. You've got to make sure that uh, if you pick a chicken, you've got to pick the right things that are going to go with it and the way you're going to flavour it. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned how busy you are and how, you know, on the road. On the road eating, those are different kettle of fish, isn't it, to, to uh, you know, the splendours of home. I have the worst band in the world, <laughs> in, including myself in that. We refuse to eat at RSLs or what we do is when we go somewhere, we will usually Google and find the best restaurant in town. And we because we've been on the road for too many years now, we don't we don't really want to suffer bad road food. We're not those guys. Mm. So we tend to make sure that we find wherever we go, there's going to be some great restaurant somewhere. And we uh, so no, we don't eat rubbish on the road. So <laughs> because we had uh, we had someone uh, on this on this show not long ago <coughs> talking about I think he called it stunt diving um, or stunt dining and uh, you'd go to a Bain Marie in a in a roadhouse uh, the back of Burke and you'd kind of just have to take what was on offer but you th- for you planning ahead is essential. Yeah, well, we don't live like Brian Mannix. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it was Dave Gleeson. It was Dave Gleeson. <laughs> oh, Dave, well, da- oh, I don't, yeah, Dave, David be like that. He's a shocker. Yeah, he's a what a beautiful guy he is. But he, yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can't see Dave being the gourmet. No, Maybe no, he is, but I, I don't see it. He said the uh, the person usually driving would say, "I'm going to get Maccas," and he'd buy Maccas for the whole band. And he said they'd be asleep in the back within five minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I, I can't, I can't, no. uh, I can't do that. No. Uh, right, we, so we, we, we will drive on. We'll just keep driving till we get somewhere and we make sure we've got some time up our sleeve and find somewhere either on the water or somewhere. We've, we've discovered some really wonderful restaurants around Australia, places that are really surprising and they're just very, very good. You sound like you, uh, I mean, you appreciate um, eating a fresh, healthy diet. What about sweet foods? Do you have a sweet mm. tooth? I try not to, but I do. I'm, I'm really, really bad. <laughs> I tend to really like um, puddings and I like uh, things that are sweet. Um, yeah, I, I, that, that's one of my, my bad habits, I think. Uh, usually I'll be looking at the sweet, the dessert menu before I've ordered <laughs> to see if there's something on there that I really, really like, you know, um, uh, a cream brulee or something like that, or mm. a sticky date pudding or something like that, and they're all the worst for for cholesterol. But yeah, uh, so lollies, bickies, all that stuff. <laughs> yes or no? No lollies. I don't like lollies. I like dark chocolate. I'll <laughs> eat chocolate uh, voraciously. Um, no, I yeah, that's about it. I don't eat. Um, I, I will eat some bickies. Uh, I've tried to wean myself off biscuits because I was eating too many at night with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. So I've tried to wean myself off to maybe two 
biscuits a night or two biscuits a day. Do you find though performing still you're able to uh, to to burn off some of those kilojoules, or does it like the rest of us get a little bit harder with every year? Yeah, it gets harder with every year. Um, I had to work out a way to try and lose my tummy, so I've been walking, but I've I've discovered this wonderful drink that actually works, and it sounds like it's an oxymoron. It sounds like this couldn't possibly work, but it has been working. In the morning, I have um, a handful of strawberries, frozen strawberries in a, in a bullet with uh, a tablespoon of chia seeds, a half a teaspoon of turmeric, black pepper, and um, some honey. And then this is the, this is the magic uh, part, a whole tablespoon of peanut butter. You'd think, no, no. But I tell you what, it, it really works. It's, I, I read it on a thing, uh, one of those diet things. You mean it's worked it's on your tummy? On my tummy, yeah. I need to do this, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it's a, Hang on, I thought, it's we're talking, good one. I thought we were talking to Russell Morris, not Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> close, close sometimes. Because I, like, I do like peanut butter um, oh, uh, sandwiches, like uh, toasted sandwiches, and I've had to try and get rid of having them. Um, if you hear me making some funny noise, yeah. I'm going outside to throw a potato <laughs> at the birds all on my boat. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> right. I, I did that before the interview. You're supposed to do those things before we talk. I love that. That's the Russell Morris smoothie special. I wow. think we're going to be making that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's working for me so far. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it's apparently uh, – it's a combination of the peanut butter and the chia seeds and it just does something. Yeah, it's good. The peanut butter and the strawberries is the, is the unusual concoction there. All the other stuff I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with, the honey and all that, but the peanut butter and the strawberries, I'm not quite sure I'm getting that one, Russ. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't taste brilliant. <laughs> but, but it wouldn't uh, taste bad. No, it doesn't taste bad, yeah. especially if you put some honey in it to yep. sweeten it up. Yeah. So that's not too bad. And good for the throat too, the old honey and uh, peanut butter and that stuff. That is good for the throat. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, like uh, Leo Sayer can't go on stage unless he drinks his honey, ginger and garlic, mm. which is like well, <laughs> every night he's got this concoction. He, he boils up behind stage and and he, he sings like the bird, so it's obviously working for Leo. Yep. Swears by it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Going back to, I'd like to go back to the uh, the earlier days, um, Russell, and uh, I did um, note that back in the 60s there was a concert in Brisbane you performed at, was attended by 5,000 people, and more than 100 of those people ended up being taken away by ambulance um, because of what's described as advanced hysteria. Um, I just can't even – I mean, that, that sounds like Beatlemania-type stuff to me. Can you describe <laughs> what that was like? It was sort of um, – it was surreal. It was uh, – and it was so strange because everyone was trying to get a, a bigger reaction out of the crowds because that you would get publicity and things like that. And um, I remember – I think that was the concert that made me change my direction in my life musically mm. – I was singing, and what would happen on in those days, the kids would be all up the front of the stage and you'd be singing with your microphone, and they'd grab the lead, and they'd try and pull you into the crowd, and eventually that would tear out of the end of the microphone. 
So that microphone's dead. Yeah. So I'd go over and grab another microphone on one of the other things, and they would tear it out. And in the end, I'm, I had I was only one microphone left, but there was no lead in it, so there was no vocal coming out. <clears throat> and the crowd was still going crazy. Mm. And I thought, what the hell? This is ridiculous. They can't even hear what I'm singing because there's no vocal coming out the front, and they're still going crazy. And I thought, this is just not what I want to do. I don't really want. I, I don't want this. I want to be actually be able to write songs and do songs that people will listen to rather than they don't even care about the song. They just want to see you sound. And I, I wanted to change from that moment on. And that actually altered the course of my direction musically. Wow. That's interesting. And we had John Paul Young on this uh, yeah, podcast who talked happened. about, well, literally having his clothes ripped off on stage. And he really, and still I think today, finds it hard to, to come to terms with that. Yes, but he was ripping, ripping them off himself, that little rat. <laughs> Correct. You know what that you know what that little rat did to me? What? I was working in I was working in uh, Newcastle and it was Easter. And uh, Malcolm, our sound guy who works with John as well, said, Oh, John was here, Squeak was here, he wanted to see you, but he had to leave. He's got a gig in Sydney, so he's gone down to Sydney. But he's left you a present. So I went into the dressing room and uh, there was a big bottle of red wine lovely and some little easter bunnies all around a note he'd left me so i read the note and the note said dear russ sorry i couldn't stay for the show but i have seen it before and uh from my experience i think you need all the help you can get <laughs> and he said uh my advice to you is to take these rabbits stick them on your head and when you go out into the, uh, go out on the stage the audience from a distance will think they're hairs <laughs> <laughs> it's an old, it's an old gag, but that's, he, he, he laid it on me, so uh, I have carte blanche to say anything about him. <laughs> Absolutely, fair enough. Hey, this well, stuff, he's yeah. he's Scottish, he's Scottish, and he's tight. You know, he should. If he wasn't a musician, he would have been a shop steward. I tell you how tight he is. One of our great mates, Darren Corley, who's mm. a race caller in Perth, mm. and Darren is like a really he, he knows the racing. And John is a mad punter. He punts all the time, bets all the time. He loves horses. So Darren rings him and says, uh, mate, pal, I've got, a, I've got a really hot bet for you. This thing is it's going to come home. So John says, oh, great. And he said, what is it? And he said, yeah, whatever it was, race five, horse seven. So John says, thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. After the race, Darren rings him and says, John, John. We were on, we were on. John says, Yes, I was on. He said, oh, 30 to 1, you must be wrapped. He said, What did you put on it? And John said, I put $5 each way. <laughs> and Darren McCauley said, Listen, pal, I'm going to do you a real favor here. I'm not going to tell anybody you told me that. <laughs> but we got the scoop. <laughs> oh, he is. Five dollars each way. If if someone if Darren Corley rang me up and said, "Oh, mate, this horse is a, is a dead ring," I'd think, "Gee, I'll put fifty or a hundred bucks on that." Five dollars each way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes. John is uh, John is well known uh, in circles for that. Hey, the, the the stuff you're doing these days, the the blues stuff that you've you've got yourself into, and 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 found a, a lovely niche for yourself, and and obviously a. a, a Sort of a theme of music that that you really relate to, love writing and performing. Yes, I do, Kevin. I um, what happened? I uh, 
took a good long look at myself in the mirror and I'd done some uh, some pop song. I did an album which I really thought was a great album um, uh, called um, Jumpstart Diary and I thought the songs were really good. I sung without a trace and I thought, oh, I'm not going to do any more albums. And Jim Key said to me, when are you doing another album? I said, I'm not. He said, why not? I said, because it costs money to do. No one plays it and no one buys it. Why? Yeah. And he said, but you have an obligation. That's your life. He said, it's your body of work. You, that's not fair. You, you were given that ability to do that. And he said, if you were a master carpenter and you made uh, beautiful um, bookcases, he said, you'd make another one and put it in storage. He said, that's what you've got to do. And I said, all right, well, I was thinking of going back to what I started with before I met Molly Meldrum, before we went down the pop road. I'm going to go back to blues. And Jim said, oh, I'd love to write a song with you because he loved the blues as well. And that's where I started to look. And accidentally, I stumbled upon uh, a guy called Thomas Archer, who was Sharkmouth, who was a criminal in Sydney in 1915. I wrote a song about him and a neon light went off. And I thought, right, I'm trying to write blues songs and I'm trying to emulate my heroes and mimic them like um, John Lee Hooker and Howling Wolf. And I'm trying to write songs from their point of view. But I'm, I'm, I'm not Afro-American. I'm not black. I didn't live in the South. I lived in Australia. My roots and blues are here. So I've got to write about here. And the blues music suits it because it was around in the time of 1920. So that, 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 that idiom suited the story. So I thought, right. And that's where I went. I went and started writing about the back streets of Melbourne, the back streets of Sydney and uh, all the Australian stories. And I really enjoyed it. And that became a trilogy, Sharkmouth, Van Diemen's Land, and then Red Dirt, Red Heart, which Red Heart, yeah, yeah which which are a marvel and unbelievably successful. I shouldn't say unbelievably, but uh, you know, uh, greatly successful uh, in terms of your number one <laughs> chart album and all those things that you had uh, back in the late sixties all happened again. Yeah, well, uh, well, you should say unbelievably because no one gave me a shot. Like yeah, true. record company, every record company turned it down. No one wanted it. Even ex-managers told me I was like, why would you bother doing an album like that? You, 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 it'll never work, you know. And I said, I don't care. I said, nothing's worked anyway. I just want to do something I want to do. And it just happened to really gain traction. And um, it did very well. So I was, I was pretty excited about it. And But even I, myself, I, when I did it, the record producer said to me, well, how many do you think we – could expect to sell. And I said, listen, if we're really lucky, we might sell 5,000. I said, if we're extremely lucky, we might sell 10. And that was my expectations as well. And it went way over the 100,000. Yes. Yeah, it, it was just uh, – and all of them sold really strongly. It was, it was great. Yeah, no, it's terrific stuff, really good stuff. Hey, um, Russell, if you could have a dinner party and you could invite anybody you liked, dead or alive – Who'd be at your table? Yeah, I'm just taking John Paul Young off the list. <laughs> yeah, he, he's off the he's list. He's off. <laughs> he just causes trouble. He insults me. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, I would have uh, Albert Einstein. Oh. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, my, oh, if I'm going to have Jesus Christ, I'd have to have Muhammad there just to get a, a balance yes. out there. Yeah. Um, and what else? who else would I like to have there? Um, either Alexander the Great or Julius Caesar. 
Wow. Goodness Talk about me. roll up the, the big guns. I don't think we've ever had any of those apart from maybe Jesus Christ, but Einstein certainly not. He'd be no. very interesting. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a very boring person who invites to dinner because <laughs> if I start going on onto astrophysics or um, mm. history, uh, within about 10 minutes, people's eyelids are sort of starting to close because <laughs> I, I become very boring uh, along with, with – uh, uh, my mate Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus. We're both uh, we drive everyone a bit a little oh, bit nuts. Well, good idea to have Albert, <laughs> Albert along then in that case. So, what yeah. would your mastermind subject be if you you went on mastermind? What would your subject be? Gee, probably Roman history up from Julius Caesar to about three hundred uh, AD. Wow! Yeah, you're full of surprises. As, as, I, could, I couldn't have astrophysics because. Uh, I uh, bought Einstein's. You know, you buy those books for dummies, uh, Windows for dummies. Yeah. There's one called Einstein for dummies. Yeah. I still couldn't understand it. <laughs> he, the things that he came up with are just mm. beyond. They're not. They're not reasonable. They're not. You don't think them. That, that doesn't seem logical. How could that be logical? Mm. No, but uh, they've been since proved to be correct, and it's quite astounding. He did this a hundred years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amazing, Incredible it is amazing. Yeah. Hey, mate, you're busy. Obviously, lots of lots of gigs coming up. I was looking at uh, the, the amount of shows you got coming up. Uh, you, you keep it nice and busy on the road now that we're back and and playing live again, which is such a tonic for everybody. Yeah, it is. We're we're all enjoying. We all catch up with each other, which is great because most of us haven't seen each other for a long time. Um, so it, it's it's a lot of fun. That's no, good. Good to have you back. Good to have you on the program. Thanks so much for talking to us. We really appreciate it. Strawberries, chia seeds, turmeric, <laughs> peanut butter, black pepper, honey, and peanut butter. I've got to get that a butter. try. And, yeah. and, and um, almond milk. And almond oh, milk. almond milk. Yeah, um, yeah, you've got to make it a drink. Almond oh, milk. Yeah. Geez, you missed the almond milk out. <laughs> I missed the almond milk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, you would have, you would have, you would have vitamised it up and thought, what the hell is this? It looks like mud. No, well, no, you've got to put the almond milk. We're in. We're going to have that daily for the next month oh, or so, Russell and Kevin that. and I are both going to look at our guts and see if they've shrunk. Yeah, you can ring me back and say, you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Russell. Lovely to catch Thank up, mate. You. Take care. Same here. Have a good day. See you later. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Oh, ma, 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 oh, ma, oh, ma, no, ma, don't. No, don't. I actually, if I'm not allowed to sing, you're certainly not. Groundbreaking song, the real thing. Groundbreaking song. But as I mentioned in the intro to the show, the stuff he's doing now is really, really good. Have a listen to Very it. Very funny recollection about uh, his relationship <laughs> with John Paul Young. <laughs> Probably expecting a phone call from John. Any they all hang, say, you know what, on each yes, other, don't they? Uh, waiting for the, <laughs> yeah, squeak, mate, <laughs> write a reply. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me the least. All right, time all right. for our food poll. Oh, well, it was fairly simple, I thought, this one. A simple equation mm. of um, wings or ribs. Uh, chicken wings. I love spicy chicken wings. Oh, don't Ribs. You? you can have pork ribs, beef ribs. You can also have chicken ribs, but... Uh, now, hang on. Yeah, so, I know. What part of the chicken... I know what you're going to say. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, then say it then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and I can't. <laughs> no, where, where are they? Well, ask the chicken. Uh, 
let's start with Leonie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She says, I like them both, but for today I'm going to go with ribs. The stickier, the better. Yeah, well, sticky ribs are good. Yeah, beautiful. Terry Daniel says, ribs for me, please, yummo. Cherie Dodson, one of each, please. Old Kevin loves a bit of both. Sylvana says, definitely ribs. Joylene, can I be greedy? I love both. Now, see, because of the manners. We'll let you, we'll let, and and uh, Maria follows up by saying, Joylene, me too. Ah. Uh, Oh, why have you left me with this name? What's this, Buku Karmas Appreciation Society? This is a young man who's played a half a dozen games or or maybe even less than that for the Western Bulldogs and all of a sudden someone's decided their Twitter handle will be the Buku Karmas Appreciation (laughs) Society. I see. That puts it in context. Ribbies. Uh, Yes. Uh, Well, there you go. Glenn Rodder says ribs and more ribs. Sue Landry. Yes, please. Uh, Oh, that's not, oh, I guess I will choose ribs, she says, after much consternation. Right. Uh, Julie says wings every day. Sue Hosking says both, but wings are usually less messy, so I go for them in polite company. That's right, they both messy. Oh, they, they are, they are. Uh, Kim Nicholas says uh, both Pato and Kev. <laughs> there you go. Do you mean Pato and me or do you mean the ribs and the – no, no. <laughs> Mark Quinn, both, and I know that Kevin agrees, says Mark. No, not Mark. necessarily, oh. Mark. No, au contraire. Oh. Uh, Artie Stevens says, never been a fan of ribs and don't understand what the thing with wings is. Mm. There's never enough meat on any of them. Depends which ones you get. Sometimes you get ones that look like they've been on steroids, don't you? Those chicken wings at one with of the, the big supermarkets. Veins coming out of <laughs> one of the supermarkets has got these Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yes. wing things going on. It's like, like they've been pumped up with a with an air pump. As you pick as you pick the thing up, you go, "Whoa, you've been working out." <laughs> we like delicate, oh, dainty ones. Yes, Joanne says, uh, "Don't make me choose. I definitely need both." Brad McEwen says, "Wings." Every time. Ah, Stephen Quartermain says ribs with toothpicks. What does that mean? Well, that he's picked the bits out of his uh, teeth because when you eat ribs, yeah, they do. You do. Stringy. You get bits of meat in your teeth. Yeah, it is stringy under your molar. Uh, Kate Stevenson says, uh, "Can there be chicken ribs? <laughs> chicken ribs? There are such a thing as chicken I've ribs. Never had chicken ribs in my life." Jane Barnes says wings via tip. Very Alan good. Fairburn says wings. Me Bailey says wings and with a rib chaser. There you go. <laughs> uh, quail wings are even better, according to Bruno Ranelli. Now, oh, clearly Bruno's oh. taken the you know what. Well, there'd be nothing of them. Well, I was going to say quails are tiny. There's nothing on a quail. Yeah. A wing. I remember going to a restaurant <laughs> once and having, and, and someone said, "Have the quail. The quail is oh, yes. the quail is to die for." They bought it out and put it down. I said, the "Quail is two centimeters long." <laughs> is the quail coming anytime <laughs> soon? Because these little specks on the plane. No, are doing I can just imagine you. I'm going to do the next. Oh no, there we go. Old croaky ha, wings for me. The ribs can go in the bin. Oh, okay. Talia at uh, Lovey Lee Leo huh. mm. uh, says, chicken wings for sure, nice, seasoned, crispy ones on the top of my list. Would you like me to do the next yes, two, please. Kevin? Do Dr. Those. Joe Gara says, ribs. And Stuart Sutherland says, I love a good wing, smoked on the Weber. And that clears the way for you, Kevin, to do our friend Wayne. I don't really understand <laughs> the attraction with either of them, to be honest. Both involve a lot of effort for very little meat mm. return. Good Fair enough. Point. Massive plates of either come out and it looks fantastic, but that's where the joy ends. You oh. need huge amounts of either for a decent meal as they're all bones. Good point. <laughs> and it's impossible to eat either with any grace or decorum. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It's the first time Wayne's ever used either of those two <laughs> words. When you go to a rib restaurant, they give you a bib for God's sake. <laughs> it's not a great look. You sit there wearing baby eating attire and end up looking like Augustus Glop. <laughs> 
glues. Loop, is it? Yeah, that'd be Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka yeah. <laughs> when he drinks out the chocolate river at Willy Wonka's place, you do look, you do look like someone's come over and smeared. Yeah. So it's not a good look. If you think that's a great night out to eat like a medieval king whilst your date gracefully picks at a salad, then you're destined to die alone. Oh. But we need a decision. And the keeper of the FFP statistics hates free thinking. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about me. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, so a decision must be made. In that case, I will go for wings simply because I hate ribs more. <laughs> this is mainly because if ribs did not exist, then God would not have made Eve. And if that never happened, I wouldn't have met my ex and would still have all my stuff. <laughs> 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 You've which gone. Is, which is very amusing. <laughs> very amusing indeed. <laughs> now, it's it's pretty split, but wings mm. just wins. Wings, yes. Just, yes. just wing. wing. Yeah, I like, a, I like a pork rib. Yeah. Uh, with a buffalo sauce. I like sauce. beef ribs. I like beef ribs. Um, but chicky, chicky, sticky. Chicky. Oh, here we go. <laughs> sticky, chicky wings. <laughs> See what those green bullet things of the morning are doing to her? They're frying her brain. They're, at, they're frying Turning her brain. Turning me green. She was all right until this. Well, I'll tell you what, I am going to break out the Nutribullet and, uh, and give uh, Russell me. Morris's <laughs> <laughs> smoothie a whirl. Uh, uh, so, so uh, yes, Chicken Wings wins. Thanks mm. for uh, being part of the uh, the uh, food poll. And uh, there'll be one up uh, on every Friday. We look forward to your uh. contributions. Don't forget about uh, Food Bites, the radio show heard across regional Victoria and into New mm. South Wales. If you'd like to hear a little bit of, of Russell, uh, certainly uh, he'll be on the radio Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, the radio show uh, goes to air. Uh, but we'll be back uh, next time. Looking forward to that. Uh, the bullet is messy. It's very messy. Very messy indeed. And In- go and listen to some of Russell Morris's uh, blue stuff. It's really good. Godspeed. Uh, have a good week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.